Hello and welcome back to the Mo Video Games Podcast. It has been a while. Your boy here, Maxwell, got married again. Just kidding, but not really. I definitely got married again, but it was a second postponed wedding reception. It was beautiful. My wife and I are now twice as married to so many people, and it feels great. But we're back. We're here to talk about video games, and you thought we were going to talk about soundtracks. Well, then you must have had much more hope and faith in our time management skills because neither of us actually listened to the soundtracks we needed for this week. So, you know, we're just going to be talking about those 2021 Game Awards. And by talking about the Game Awards, I mean, you might want to fast forward about an hour through the podcast if you want to hear the Game Awards because we got tech news on tech news on tech news. So grab a coffee, grab some Gewürztraminer, which you'll find out about real shortly. Sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Gewürztraminer. <laughs> uh, and hello to everybody. Uh, if those, uh, for those of you who are not fluent in several languages, myself included, um, Gewürztraminer is a type of wine. And it's a type of wine that we have dubbed turkey wine. I'm pretty sure that's not what it means, uh, but it is a wine that we drink at Thanksgiving uh, pretty much every year. My, yeah, it's yeah. That that's that's it. It's a fun word to say. It's decent wine to eat with some turkey, hence the the name turkey wine. Um, but yeah, give it a whirl, give it a try, and uh, it. It might be the new sound that is made as we approach the beginning of the podcast. Moving forward. The Wikipedia article does specifically not say turkey wine in it. So <laughs> I felt pretty comfortable that that was not the, the correct uh, wording. But here we are. In English, it's sometimes colloquially <laughs> referred to as Gewurz, although this is never the case in German because Gewurz or Gewurz means herb or spice. Or turkey. <laughs> well, it sounds delicious. It is. I can recommend. I need to go to the store. We need to stop the podcast right now. <laughs> right now. Um, for those of you who are fortunate enough to be listening to this podcast on podcast services after the live recording, you can. Everywhere. You could either pause and go get some or throw it on in the car on your way to the store to pick up Sheesh. a nice bottle of Gewürztraminer. Or if you're not into options. the drinking, you could go pick up turkey and uh, boom. Wine about it. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so that's a, that's a long-winded intro to today's podcast. But welcome to everyone to the Mo Video Games podcast. Welcome. I now have a very tiny Charlie Brown white Christmas tree fiber optic multicolor that you can't see in this camera view but i promise it's there why'd you fix the branch bro i did i had i had a little little dingleberry uh sticking off the edge of the the branches so, so when i put the tree away it goes with my other larger fake tree where we put all of our ornaments and it gets kind of smushed into a box you have to you have to fluff when when you're done and, and you're putting it out and sometimes the fluffing isn't even and it was not the case. There was a there was a little branch that was just hanging out in the middle of nowhere on its own, and I had to fix it. I liked it. it. I liked it. I I can't I can't hang with non 
non non with dong trees with not yeah with dong trees there you go i can't do it um yeah there it is that, that's christmas spirit next week if we're recording again you might even get to see dab and santa uh so get excited for that i could record next week perfect okay get ready for dab and santa then you heard it here first folks dab and santa coming out on youtube you listen to podcast services we love you but you're missing out on some quality visual content uh just want to say like maxwell's eighty thousand controllers divided by ten thousand, and you're right on the money actually no you can see 10 technically in this frame yeah can I you agree. find the others <laughs> it's a fun little game see we like to keep our viewers interested um keep it spicy play little mini games um can you tell Maxwell. what video games are pictured in this frame oh yeah all of them yeah leave Everyone. a comment down below if you're right we'll give you a high five next time we see you if we do which will be never <laughs> um but if you could so, tell from the uh, well, I guess you go. It sounded like you had something there. I'll, I'll let you go. We, we organized well. Okay. Uh, I was just going to say, Maxwell, it's been a little bit. Is there something that happened that you want to talk about since? Sure. Yeah, I actually did kind of forget. Um, I could tell, which is why I'm breaking it up. Yeah. So uh, we're back. and We're back. Better than ever. Um, God bless. God bless. I should have gotten out my second ring because I actually do have two. Um, but... Uh, I got married again. Uh, so God bless. God bless. And by married again, I mean I'm still married to the same lovely woman, Clarissa, my wife. And we postponed our wedding reception from last year. We just had a small elopement ceremony. You guys might remember us talking about that briefly. But we got to have the full reception with everyone, um, friends, family at the venue. It was a blast. It was awesome. Shout out to Miles. Um, if you're watching this, I doubt you ever will, but <laughs> shout out. You're awesome. Shout um, out. And to all of our friends and family, it was a great time. Um, so thank you to everyone who was able to make it. And uh, for those of you who weren't, you can have some conversion dinner and celebrate in the spirit uh, with, with us all. We're Even sticking though with it. There was no conversion dinner at the, at the wedding. There was, however, an absolute fuck ton of wine, none of which was opened. Um, so we... Actually? Yeah, literally none of it was because we used it for decoration for the seating charts. I think they made it so beautiful that the bartender just didn't want to open it. Um, didn't feel comfortable like opening any of the bottles. So, um, yeah, but that's why we were gone, um, both with me traveling there, traveling back, all that kind of stuff. So that's why there were a couple weeks in between. But we're refreshed. We're back. Life is good. So. How's it feel to be done, Maxwell? It feels great. I, I do have to say, I don't recommend planning two weddings. And I especially don't recommend planning the big one for three years. Um, Shocked. But I can say it was worth it. It was a lot of fun. Um, and I, I don't yeah, regret really having two weddings. It was a lot of, it was a lot of freaking fun. It was just very stressful. <laughs> and that venue was absurdly pretty. Absurdly. Um, I was pissed. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Um, not a lot of gaming happening. Uh, but if you couldn't tell, I guess I'll give you a roadmap, um, a solid seven minutes into this podcast. Um, uh, if you couldn't tell from the title 
as I started to say earlier, uh, both Oliver and I failed to do our homework and we did not listen to the soundtracks of any game. So we were not prepared to discuss another matchup of the soundtracks this week. Um, but next week, we might we might do our we homework. Might, we might. Um, so I know my, my games next week, some you can get excited for, will be Dying Light and Skyrim. Um, the Ooh. Elder Scrolls V specifically oh flash that ring baby that's right that, um, again baby again uh yeah so that, that'll be next week but this week the game awards 2021 just happened gaming's largest event now uh pretty much surpassing e3 for both excitement and relevance and uh so we're just going to kind of talk about it and talk about some of the tech news some of the thing that's been going on uh we'll start a little bit with some of the games we've been playing which will be pretty short pretty brief and then we'll just dive, uh, I think, into tech news. My voice cracked. And we'll finish with the Game Awards. So, switching it up. But I guess we'll start with what we've been playing recently. Um, do you, have you been playing anything recently, Oliver? Uh, nothing out of the de facto standard. So, um, I, been I don't know what that sentence means. <laughs> League and Rocket League. Hey, leagues. leagues. Yeah, I've been playing leagues, all the leagues. Um, yeah, that's honestly, that's about it. Been watching a lot of Dark Souls speedruns and playing, playing League. Dark League speedrun. We're just going to keep everything League so I don't have to <laughs> fucking remember a name in my life. Um, yeah, no, I've, I've played shit. Though, if there's any games that you think I should play Maxwell, other than The Witcher Three, <laughs> I've that that ship has sailed. I I don't even care anymore, bro. Um, I don't know. Off the off top of the dome, most of the stuff I'm playing now or like wanting to play is next gen stuff. So yeah, I don't got anything off the top of the dome I can recommend. My my brother's playing Metal Gear Solid Five, which is hype because Maxwell did God's work and got him a PlayStation for Christmas. Um. I should say I, I sourced I should, it. Yeah, sourced I, it. I, I did not purchase said uh, PlayStation, um, <sighs> but that is. I guess we can just kind of skip ahead real quick to my. I did mention that we were going to talk about my Black Friday um, tech tech miss uh, that occurred, and I I was able to source a PS5, um, which was unbelievable. It was also unbelievably easy. So I want to give a shout out to Walmart. Um, we shit on Best Buy last time because they locked their PS5 purchases behind a membership. And Walmart also locked the, the PS5 sales behind a membership. But there was one gigantic difference. And I mean gigantic dollar-wise. Best Buy had a $200 membership that you had to pay the full $200 for a year. Whereas Walmart had a $12 monthly subscription that you only had to pay the $12 and then you could cancel after you you did it um so i think it did a good job of fending off bots i also heard rumors that retailers were holding back uh stock to make sure that they had a lot of stock for black friday and and that time period for the holiday season um so that might also be why it was a little bit easier i don't know if i would have the same luck again um following black friday but i was able to to source a ps5 um thank goodness yeah which means he'll finally get to play Demon Souls Remastered, which is set. it's on sale right now for forty bucks. 
immediately sent him money for it. I was like, please, God, buy it. <laughs> I need someone else to fucking play a Souls game, so I'm not the only person I know that plays Souls games, because everyone else is like, Oliver, you're fucking stupid. Why would you play a Souls game? I To which I respond, I don't know. I like it. <laughs> Demon Souls was one of the first games I purchased for my PS5, and still the only person who has played it is your brother. Yeah. He's doing that bullshit magic build. Who does magic in those games? Yeah. What a loser. What a loser. What a Um, loser. Loser. But also, I guess just quick rounding out my my Black Tech Friday. Black Friday Tech? Black Friday Tech. Um, I looked at how much my current CPU was going for on the secondary market and compared it to the prices of new CPUs and determined that it I was willing to pay the difference effectively to upgrade my CPU. So for those of you who didn't know, I was running and still am technically currently running a Ryzen 7 3700X. It's an eight core, 16 thread um, processor from Beast. the Zen architecture. Um, Zen 2, actually, I believe. I think it was the, the 3000 series was the second of Zen 2. And now they're on Zen 3, I believe which is what I upgraded to. So I purchased a Ryzen 7 5800X. It's in the same class, the eight core, 16 threads, but much better instructions per clock um, and a little bit higher clock speeds. They improved, added some new features, those kind of things. So just typical improvement stuff, but got that bad boy right here. I just have been catching up on a lot of homework that I put off because of the wedding. So I have not gotten around to actually replacing it, even though it'd probably be the, one of the easiest components to replace in a build. Um, but uh, just haven't Balls? gotten around to it yet. Oh, RAM is probably the easiest. But after Ram's, that... RAM's too easy. The, the CPU... Generally speaking, if you have the right kind of screwdriver to, to like that's really long to, to get to the screws to undo it, um, I just think the GPU, you, you have to undo a few screws and then the power cables and stuff is just kind of annoying and it's really large and trying to get your finger in there to undo the bracket is kind of difficult. But the CPU, you just take the cooler off, a little bit of isopropyl alcohol to get the thermal paste off. It's just a little lever, take out the old one, put in the new one, lever down, new thermal paste, done. I mean, if you don't have an AIO though, I would say that uh, CPU fan replacement, like CPU cooler, you're pretty much already doing that in the process of CPU replacement. It, unless you have an aftermarket cooler that you're keeping. I mean, it's it's pretty common. I mean, the, the new CPUs, the new Ryzen CPUs do not come with a cooler. Um, so you would have to source an aftermarket one anyway. Um, but a lot of people don't use the stock coolers. A lot of people do use the stock coolers too. But I use the stock cooler. Fuck off. Yeah, well, you don't. You use... Wait, don't use the I one use... I gave you? I think I... Yeah, I gave you. I used the one that came in the box, I'm pretty sure. No, because it, it's it's RGB. Oh, no, you did. You did. We had the same CPU. I don't know what I'm talking about. Thank you. Yeah, Actually, you're welcome. Fuck off. Yeah, it is yeah. RGB, though. Wee-oo, wee-oo. I'm watching it spin right now. <laughs> That's cool. the sound it's making. <laughs> um... But that was the extent of my my Black Friday tech. I really didn't go too much into it. Didn't go too crazy. Um, I did purchase a game, which brings me back a nice transition into the games that I've been playing recently. Two games. Two games. I was trying not to burp. That's why I was silent for a second. (laughs) I was successful. Um, But the first game is Deathloop. 
Uh, so Deathloop was a timed exclusive on the PS5, which is crazy because it is published by Bethesda, which was purchased by Microsoft. Um, but they honored the agreement they had ahead of time. So a Microsoft-owned company publisher has a PS5 exclusive. Um, timed exclusive. I think it was for six months, and then after that, I think it's coming to PC and Xbox consoles. Um, but during Black Friday sale, it was, I think, 50% off, and it just came out in October. So 30 bucks, um, and it got rave reviews across the board, across a bunch of critics. Looked really interesting. It was a concept I was interested in. So I picked it up and decided instead of playing Horizon Zero Dawn again, I was like, I don't have a lot of time to game, so I'm better served playing new games that I'm excited about and haven't played yet. So that's why I made that decision. Started playing Deathloop. It's honestly pretty exciting. It's, so it's a first-person shooter kind of in the style of like Dishonored. Um, which I think there's some other ones kind of in that that same. It, it, if you're Dishonored. familiar with Dishonored, that's kind of the, the style of the game. Uh, Gameplay-wise. It's kind of this like retro 50s style and is the art direction, I guess you could kind of go with. Um, and then the the premise behind the game is you play as this character and you are stuck in this time loop and you're basically trying to break out of the time loop uh, by killing these certain individuals. And there are four times of day. There's morning, afternoon, evening, and night, I believe are the four times. And there are four different regions of the map and so you can choose which region of the map to go to at which time of day, but time will always cycle. So once you go somewhere in the morning, the next one has to be in the afternoon or later. You can't like work backwards. And at the end of the loop, you start over again and you lose everything you had gotten during that loop. Um, so it's a really interesting mechanic, but you're learning new things each time you go through and how to appropriately kill people. Certain characters are only at certain locations at certain times of day, and some areas are only accessible at certain times of day. So to get certain information, you have to go back to certain areas at different times of day. And there's a material called, I think, residuum that allows you to keep some of your stuff that you've collected during the next loop. Um, and so you're incentivized to find more of that to try and keep better gear. And that's kind of how you can slowly upgrade over time and stuff. But it's cool. And there's another character that's trying to kill you the entire time. And it can either be an NPC that's trying to kill you. I, all the NPCs are trying to kill you. But there's like a your type of character that is as powerful as you trying to kill you. But the cool thing is, is it can be played by another human being. So if you open yourself up to invasion you will be invaded by another player playing as this other character who's trying to kill you um, going through it the entire time. So cool, cool premise, cool concept. The game looks fantastic. It runs amazing. Uh, the voice acting has been really fun. Um, the story has been pretty engaging. The gameplay is a lot of fun. Um, yeah. So I got to say. Sounds like they copied uh, Golden Joysticks. Greatest game of all time, whatever it is. Dark Souls, because uh, invasions have existed forever. So copy <laughs> mechanics, direct replica. Exactly. Honestly, Ori, same I'm game pretty... as Hollow Knight, <laughs> as Deathloop. But you can invade in Ori. Yeah, but just added the mechanic <laughs> yeah. because it's the same game. I want to be clear. Exactly. I couldn't name a difference between any of the games we just talked about. Exactly. 
not a single one. Uh, but yeah, so the Deathloop, and then the other game, which isn't technically a game and ties, I guess, into the Game Awards, is The Matrix Awakens. And this is a tech demo that was unveiled for Unreal Engine 5 during the Game Awards. It is next-gen exclusive, and it is free to download right now. So if you own a next-gen console, you can go download The Matrix Awakens and play it. And it's actually, it's pretty crazy. It it's, was developed by a very small team in a very quick amount of time to show what Unreal Engine 5 is capable of, especially for very small studios. And so it's not perfectly optimized. It doesn't run perfectly but the scope is ridiculous um it's super cool it looks like photorealistic at times some of the characters i don't know it's not perfect it's a really cool tech demo of what a very small studio would be capable of i mean it's a city the size of like new york from the spider-man ps4 5 game and it looks more detailed than that game which is developed by insomniac studios a huge triple a studio with playstation studios millions of dollars of budget um and it's just there's a lot of procedural generation and ai systems and physics systems that they're showing off in this demo and it's super cool and it's playable you can actually go in walk around the city you can drive the cars you can like it lets you like float the camera around so you can like look on the top of buildings and stuff and yeah it's impressive sound cool sounds like i should check it out (laughs) yeah Gotta get a PS5. Well, I could uh, watch a YouTube video or get my camera to phone. There we go. Yeah, there actually is, and I'll probably post this in the YouTube description. Um, there's a game, a video from when they unveiled it at the Game Awards, where they basically go through it um, and like hit the highlights and stuff. Uh, so I'll, I'll post that. But also, just you can just look up Game Awards videos. There's lots of unveilings and stuff like that. But sounds like we need to start developing our own game. This is the last podcast. We are now game developers. <laughs> exactly. We'll never podcast again. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I guess we can just kind of hop into tech news because that will eventually transition us back to the Game Awards. Um, and I know you've got some tech news you were excited for. Tech news, it's actually gaming news, but we call it tech news because it rolls off the tongue better. And it has some tech. I got nothing. Hell yeah, bro. You you liar. You already told me what it was. I know you have something. Exactly. I don't have any new news, and that's not news. It's, it's old news. It owns? All news owns. is old news because it was news. Exists. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to find the name of what I was talking about. I can't even remember the game at this point. Um, oh, well, either way, I'm not going to fucking find the name. But uh, Blasphemous <laughs> came out with its final DLC, which that's what I was trying to fucking figure out what the name was. But either way, looks actually decently substantial. I think they added like three or four new bosses and they made it so that you can change essentially like the trajectory of the story um, as it's like, if you played it again, essentially you could have an entirely different gameplay experience. It entirely mm. might be a little hyperbolic, right? But you can, you can at least change <laughs> it's the trajectory. now. <laughs> yeah. Direct copy, honestly. I'm a little pissed. Uh but yeah, I, I thought that was cool. I don't know. I'm pretty sure the studio is pretty small. Um, Team 17? Oh, that's the publisher. The Game Kitchen. That sounds right. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, I remember that. Yeah. 
Yeah, the studio is pretty small, so I was kind of surprised with the scope of the update. Like, I feel like changing trajectories of mid-game story is something that you don't see very often. From what I saw on the bosses, they certainly only have a limited amount of mechanics that they design bosses with. <laughs> so I'm interested to actually fight them to see how new they feel. They seem like a little copycatty um, from copy other bosses catty. in the game. Oh, yeah, that's a that's a technical term <laughs> that I made. Uh, but yeah, technically. But yeah, I'm I'm excited. I didn't even think that they were going to uh, release another DLC. Wounds of Eventide. There we go. Finally fucking found oh, it. Oh, that's a badass um, name. Well, Blasphemous is a badass game, so Ooh, and that rhymed. Nice. Gotti. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited. I someone who only kind of started playing indie games recently, I've been very impressed with the indie game selection. I know I've been told a lot that I would like indie games, but like uh Dead Cells has been releasing a lot of new content. I haven't been following too closely. I know they added some like Hollow Knight stuff in it. Um and a couple other games again not following too closely but yeah all the free content that you're getting with like dead cells and blasphemous and all these other indie games has been it's been really impressive definitely indie studios can do a lot more now than they used to be able to which is probably why they're becoming more prevalent (laughs) yeah and that's exactly what the the unreal engine 5 (laughs) demo is all about is like you can do a lot without needing like huge gigantic teams um that's pretty cool. Also, want to shout out again, Capitolite Studios, um, Path of Kami. Um, I, I had done a playthrough of one of their very early demos uh, last year, I think, at this point. Um, but they're they're pushing out more and more. They're actually on Steam. You can wishlist them and stuff now. Um, cool little puzzle game. But yeah, to your point, indie titles. <laughs> the the problem with some AAA titles is it's very rarely new IP. And so you're just kind of stuck in this loop of, yeah, we know what this story is generally going to be. And yeah, the game's pretty fun, but like we've been there and like Horizon Forbidden West is going to be awesome. But Horizon Zero Dawn was brand new. That was it. Nothing like it. Like that was incredible. Um, God of War Ragnarok is going to be freaking awesome, but it's going to be very much like God of War 2018, which is from the trilogy God of War previously and stuff like that. So yeah, indie studios can really do new ideas um without and they can execute really well like they can do i mean our art like new art and music and everything is always done on the fringe right like that before it comes to the mainstream so you can see a lot of new exciting trends before they hit like triple a studios and a lot of triple a studios and developers play a lot of indie games and get a lot of inspiration from it so I mean, yeah, Hollow Knight created the genre called Metroidvania and then Ori <laughs> copied it so Exactly Oh, that joke's um, never going to get old. Speaking of, real quick, before I talk about Phasmophobia, Horizon Forbidden West, or whatever it's called, the trailer, since you brought it up, figured I might as well go along with it. What are your thoughts, Maxwell? Yeah, so at the Game Awards, they did this like one-minute, uh, more in-depth kind of teasing some different environment types, some different enemy types, and... Uh, some different outfits of Aloy and a couple different moves. It was all just very densely packed into a minute. Um, But it got me incredibly hyped because something I was a little worried about was the environments. And and Horizon Zero Dawn had pretty diverse environments. The environments were really beautiful in the game. And then with the Frozen Wilds DLC, they brought in more snow and more diversity and stuff like that. And so that was really cool. I thought the DLC was great. and so I just wanted to to make sure that they continue that diversity and then continue the diversity of gameplay. And I see a lot 
of new combat mechanics, traversal mechanics, enemy types, um, outfits, weapons, environments. Um, underwater is still looking incredible. Um, there was this really cool enemy that looks like a King Cobra snake. Uh, like, Jesus, that was cool. And this gigantic turtle that looks fun. Like, the, I'm excited to see how combat has improved and they've they've done the combat improvement with new enemy types in an entirely new area of the world um i think there's going to be a lot of new and they've added some really big traversal things like grappling hook and the glide the glider and the easier ability to climb so i think there's going to be more verticality in some of the fights especially with some of the larger um enemies you're fighting and supposedly this I don't have any confirmation on, but from the little bit of gameplay you've seen fighting humans, they have dramatically overworked or reworked. <laughs> they put them to work. They overworked them too. Uh, the the human enemy types because they were kind of they uh, were under, meh. They, yeah they were forgettable in, in the original game. It was like fighting the 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 robotic dinosaurs was the exciting part. That was the shit. And human enemies are like <laughs> pew, arrow pew dead 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 like too easy. Yeah, they felt a lot like an afterthought in the first game. I mean, not literally an afterthought, but yeah, they definitely... I mean, they weren't the focus either the first game. They seemed just like they had to keep the story going, and robot dinosaurs can't talk, so you gotta have someone that can talk to keep the story going. That's what robot dinosaurs sound like. Direct quote. They made turkey I'm I'm a little more hesitant, but I'm always hesitant with sequels. And I'm always hesitant. I'm hesitant with Ragnarok hesitant with uh forbidden west i'm excited to see where the story goes because definitely the story i thought was pretty pretty good on rise of zero dawn <laughs> yeah. i liked it a little bit um but yeah i just i don't know I, I don't want just like incremental updates but maybe that just maybe i'm just a veteran indie gamer and now i gotta shit on triple a titles so exactly i don't play triple a titles i play dark souls <laughs> it's <laughs> no one's heard of miyazaki <laughs> It, it it's interesting because like sequels inherently have to be incremental like yeah but but, like, but there's yeah, stuff that you can do that yeah because like uh what you were saying about how god of war is still it is the same ip but i felt like the new god of war and the new uncharted like they that was that was an overhaul you know like that was a huge change from uncharted 3 to uncharted 4 and then god of war um to 2018 like that was a massive change, and especially God of War. God of War really changed fucking everything. Yeah. Uh, Uncharted Four was just like, damn, this looks really good. It has a great story. <laughs> and now there's a like essentially a grappling hook, effectively. So it, every it, game needs Halo a Infinite hook. added one. It's like if if you need your game to be better, add grappling hook equals better every time. It's the new tower climbing simulator. They were like, people are tired of climbing towers. Just give them grapple hooks. Let let them swing from those towers, baby. <laughs> Swing so, low, sweet yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm, I'm excited, but I'm hesitantly excited. I know it's Pretty it's usual. hard because you can't you can't do that kind of dramatic change um, with a sequel. So we, yeah, we'll see. I I think it will be hard for either Ragnarok or Forbidden West to live up to the originals. Like, I agree. I I don't think it has to to be successful and to be a win and to be a great game um i also agree yeah but it'd but be it, dope if it exceeded <laughs> it would be dope i it'd be pretty dope um but so far forza horizon 4 is better than forza horizon 5 so 
That's just going to be facts until the end of time. Yeah. And I guess that brings me to Forza Horizon. And but I guess technically I've also been playing Forza Horizon 5. So I lied before. I've been playing Forza Horizon 5. And that's just implied at this point. Now that it's out, I don't think yeah, you need to we, say we it. We all know at this point that that's always going to be happening. Um, in single player mode, it is an entirely different game. And it is great. And if you try to play online, the game sucks fucking ass. So bad. Tell me more, Maxwell. <laughs> it is atrocious. They have fucked up so bad, and they continue to fuck up. And then they release updates that fuck other things up. Like, my God, what did you do, Playground Games? I'm so pissed. <laughs> like, I, I don't tell. understand. You, you play online, the world is devoid of like AI cars of other players they'll come in and out of existence you can't do anything online the online events are broken um you'll get disconnected constantly still after after this it is it is a broken game it is not fun to play online and then you switch to single player mode and poof, the world fills up with life there's other there's cars driving around everywhere things are not broken you're not constantly getting disconnected the game is fun like things work like it's fucking incredible they fucked up the online so bad. And it worked so well in Forza Horizon 4. I don't understand how you go from something that works so perfectly to something that literally doesn't work at all. Like, how did that happen? How, how do you fuck it up so bad when it worked so perfectly? They were worried about my complaints about incremental updates not being exciting enough. And they really tried an <laughs> overhaul and they, they did not deliver. Honestly. But man, I got heated about that. I'm sorry, y'all. That was... Uh... It's, with just, the y'all. it's disappointing because it's uh, it's the Forza Horizon series is my favorite racing game of all time. One of my favorite games of all time. Forza Horizon 4 was so great. And Forza Horizon 5, Mexico is so awesome. Like the, the game in single player is truly great and has the potential to uh, surpass Forza Horizon 4 um, if they can turn it into a not broken ass game. Um, and it's just really disappointing. It like I'm like hesitant to ever go back into online, honestly, at this point. And like some challenges to like unlock certain cars you cannot do. Like there's to, to get a treasure chest, which is one of the festival playlist things, which you get like points for completing and you can fully complete and you get rewards for doing it. It's bugged. So you have to complete a trailblazer event and get three stars on it in a certain car. But if you've already gotten three stars on all the trailblazer events, you can't you can't complete the event. Um, and that's the theme across a lot of things. They'll be like, oh, you need to complete this expedition. If you've done all the expeditions, doesn't do it, even if you replay it. Like little things like that where you literally cannot complete events. You can't play with your friends because online is broken. It's just Yeah, man. Disappointed. It's Forza Horizon 4. Fantastic. Still the greatest racing game of all time. Forza Horizon 4 or 5 has the potential. But, uh, yeah, it's doing itself a big disservice right now. Maxwell's never going online again. Ever. Ever. This podcast has been offline this whole time. I actually called up Verizon and I was like, I don't want internet anymore. Thank you. We'll just, we'll phone call and then we'll put on speaker and then record through Audacity. Offline, baby. Offline. (laughs) Um, Um... did you have? I'll go. Other t- yeah, I go. got. I still got Faz. Yeah. So. Let's yeah. let's hear some Faz. I'll keep it 
nice and quick because some of the things I don't care about, but the things I do care about, I will talk about on the update. They've also been updating Phasmophobia a lot. So um, I, as I said last time with the update, would recommend as they keep updating it, I would only recommend more. They've been doing a great job with these updates and adding new content and making the game a lot less just like, if you played Faz at the beginning, it was pretty streamlined experience and they're doing a lot of things to like keep the game exciting. But like so, what? Cursed Possessions update <laughs> added six new Cursed Possessions, which this time um, I now have pulled up. So when I was <laughs> detailing it to Maxwell, I did not remember the name of all six, but now I have them at mm. my fingertips. <laughs> so they added Music Box, Voodoo Doll, Haunted Mirror, Summoning Circle, Tarot Cards, and they updated the Ouija board because the Ouija Ooh. board is already there. But so a little, little, maybe five items. I won't go that far. But the Ouija board can be broken now, which I don't know why, but uh, I was playing with a buddy and he must have pissed off a little ghosty real bad because I walk upstairs and there's just a Ouija board that's like literally shattered over someone's knee. It was like some John Cena WWE type shit from the ghost. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, so essentially all of the things are just ways to interact with the ghost. Like music box, will start playing a song and then you can hear the ghost humming to try to figure out what room it's in. But if you get too close to it, It'll trigger a hunt. Um, it says, don't get too close or you might get a nasty surprise. I think it's the hunt because I, oh, <laughs> I died immediately, I'm pretty sure, when I triggered it from the, the music box. Uh, voodoo ball, voodoo ball, voodoo doll, same thing. Um, you'll like interact with it and it'll trigger a ghost event. It won't necessarily hunt, but I like triggering it a lot and you lose a lot of sanity when you <laughs> trigger it. And then as your sanity goes down, it's more likely to hunt. So good way to trigger a hunt as well just like the rest of the stuff summoning circle you can literally summon the ghost you can only do it once which kind of sucks i was kind of hoping to uh be able to summon it multiple times because there's lots of like things to get additional money in the game with a hunt mm-hmm. i don't know why they only had you trigger it once but it's whatever and then i don't know too much about the haunted mirror so i'm skipping that one but they have tarot cards which i thought was pretty cool they actually took cards from the deck they altered the art style like i don't think it's off of any official like rider weight tarot card deck or anything like that because I'm a tarot card expert, by the way. <laughs> yeah, bro. Um, but yeah, 10 random cards, and they essentially, they'll like trigger ghost events or cause you to lose sanity or gain sanity at random distribution. Um, there's one called Death, which was the first tarot card I drew, and then I died. Um, you could guess what that was going to happen. And also, you could bring back people to life. So yeah, lots of stuff just to like make the game more exciting. They have holiday themes in the main lobby, so it's got like Christmas lights everywhere, and everyone's wearing a Santa hat while they're hunting ghosties. Um, and they awesome. have what do you what do you call the? There's like poles sticking up out of the ground, and you throw rings onto the poles. Horseshoe. You know what I'm talking about? But it's not with a horseshoe. But it's the same same game. Who same cares? game. Rings. <laughs> rings. Perfect. Rings. Yeah, they have like rings in the main lobby. They've been adding. They've had bags for a while, but or cornhole, nice. I guess, if you're a Midwesterner. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, so there's just it's there's a lot more content to uh, keep you keep you occupied and having a good time, good, ye old good time with the game. Yeah. So for um, fourteen bucks right now, which I'm pretty sure that is its standard price. I don't think that's on sale. Yeah. There's there's that's a, lot a lot of content. content for fifteen bucks. Yeah, fourteen, dude. Come on. Oh. <laughs> it still says the game's in early access, which I kind of disagree with, but. I guess the developers don't, so I agree with the developers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you want a horror game, play with friends. Last time, I'm going to recommend it because there's going to be no new updates ever again. Ever. 
That's all I got. I retire now. All right. Podcast done. <laughs> a joke. Also, we'll never get old. True. All right. Rapid fire. Boom. Rapid. Number one. Halo canonically eats Hawaiian pizza. <laughs> What's next? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing needs to be said about Nothing that one. Nothing needs to be said about that. Uh, Halo Infinite is not been without issues, which is disappointing. Um, and not surprising. <laughs> and not surprising. So the campaign, currently, you cannot replay missions, um, but supposedly that's coming in, a, in an update. Why it wasn't at launch? Who knows? Uh, there's no co-op at launch. We already knew that. Also disappointing. Coming later, like six, three to six months, I think they estimated. Why it wasn't at launch? Who knows? Um, the story <laughs> has mixed reviews. I think overall it's getting like generally like in the eight to nines in review. So like solid game overall um, and definitely a good throwback to Halo of old. But why? <laughs> I thought you mis said Halo evolved because it's Halo <laughs> combat evolved. That took me a second to process Halo of what old. you said. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm with it. I was like, it's a weird way to say evolved. Halo evolved. Yeah, so that's kind of interesting. But, I mean, Digital Foundry did this really in-depth uh, review of the campaign, um, and it, it looks pretty great. They still have some of the, the graphical issues with cutscenes and stuff, but the developer 343 has actually reached out to Digital Foundry and let them know that they've identified what's causing the issue and they're working on the update. Um, so it should theoretically get better over time. They had a year to fix things from when they were originally going to release it, and there's still some issues, so it's not great. but I mean, it's a game. It's we can't expect. I, I'm here complaining, but like, I mean, my God, these games are so fucking involved and complex that these there's going to be bugs. Um, we can't expect perfection. I should get off my high horse. Uh, the the forts of bugs are not acceptable. Those are atrocious. Like that, that's unplayable levels of bugs. Um, but like, what's what's happening in Halo? I mean, that's perfectly fine. They they, they will and be fixed. They're they're minor gripes. Um. It's missing features like co-op and story mission replay. That's not good. But uh, overall, pretty decent. Um, hey, are you are you interested in playing it at all? Like, I'm not gonna lie. I I'm don't mind hearing about it, but like I have had like zero drive to play Infinite. Same. Like since it was announced, I don't know what it is, but it's just like the Halo series has not seemed exciting to me for a while, which is kind of sad because. One, two, and three were epic ass games. Um, and there were some good ones after that. Don't get me wrong. Like Reach was fine. ODST was fine. I'm gonna piss a lot of people off by just saying it's only fine. Uh, <laughs> but like, there's still good. It's still it's still good IP for sure. But like, I just don't get the draw of Infinite. It just feels like a game that I just don't see them doing anything drastic with it. And it's been incremental updates long enough. Like, sure, when I first started playing Call of Duty, the next three were hype because I'm like, yeah, incremental update. And now I'm like, okay, I've shot people in an FPS before. Like, yeah, I, th I think it was kind of a mistake to go back to the roots um, and basically make it a new version of like the original Halo. Um, like, I, it will Combat please a evolved. lot of people. <laughs> Halo evolved. And it, it will please a lot of people. A lot of people will be happy with it. It'll sell an absolute fuck ton. It's on Game Pass, so people will play it a bunch. But for us, Oliver and I, it's Con Swars. Con Swars. Neither of us are excited about it. We're not. We're not hyped on it. And I loved. I only 
Actually, no, I've played all three Halos, yeah. And I, I loved them. They were a lot of fun. But I've played them. And everything I've seen and heard about this game and the like 45-minute in-depth campaign review that Digital Foundry did and all of the gameplay previews and everything, nothing about it has made me think, wow, I want to play this game. This is new enough for me to want to play it. Yeah, I just don't... Not hype. Yeah. Much more hype for like Ragnarok and uh, Forbidden West yeah. than I am for Infinite. And it's just... I don't know if it's just like the IP's dead to me or... Just too they, many titles or what? But like, yeah. They they could have done something like God of War did and completely reinvent it um, rather than rehash it. And I think that might have been a little bit cooler. But it seems rehashed. Open, open world Halo. Yeah. It's not. It's it's more. So there's like the Halo is broken. And so there's like different sections of the Halo. And each one has like a main story objective from what it sounds like. So it's it's much more linear in scope with like open objectives and a much wider scope for each of those. So it's not a far cry like open world, which is a very good thing. Um, but I don't know. It's not. I don't know. No, nothing about it yet. Maybe I'll eat my words. I doubt it. It's just. Yeah, I doubt it. I yeah. super doubt it. I'm, I hate- not, I'm not against playing it either. Like if we if we were living back in the same area, I would gladly sit down and co-op when it comes out. Yeah, we can't uh, right now. <laughs> but yeah, it's like other than that, that's how I feel about the Far Cry games, right? Like the incentive of a Far Cry game is that it has co-op. That's it. I play yeah. Far Cry. I get it. I know. So I I hate being a Debbie Downer, but it's just it, this year has been kind of kind of lame. And when we briefly talk about the Game Awards, I think that will highlight. Uh, it's just kind of been a relatively uneventful. It's been great for some studios, and there have been really good games that came out. But overall, and understandably, we're still dealing with the effects of COVID and a lot of games getting delayed and developers having issues. And that's also probably why we're seeing a lot of bugs and issues with games, too, is, I mean, these developers are having to work in new environments and deal with working remotely when their entire workflow used to be. They could just go around talking to each other. It's new for everyone. So there's there's understandably some growing pains. We don't absolutely hate everybody, but yet, yet. Hey, League of Legends is at its best gameplay state. I think Hell it's yeah. been since I started playing, and that's what I've heard most people agree. So, Riot's doing it right by not fixing <laughs> anything that's wrong with their game, as in their client and all of their other internal systems that absolutely blow ass hard. But the gameplay is good, which is important. <laughs> if if it is broke fix don't, don't fix, fix it. it yeah that's oh, the right way <laughs> my my wife saw this funny meme uh because she plays the sims which is published by ea and it it's like ea's motto is if it ain't broke break it <laughs> um so i thought that was funny just to continue our debbie downer shitathon that's going on right now um, where, where are the words this is more video are we gonna be critics yeah we praise we praise we do praise but we also we shit. I mean, we PlayStation shit. Five or PlayStation in general has so many good exclusives. We've 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 been on the Sony hype and Debbie Down train. I think in equal quantity. Yeah. Okay. Probably maybe a little bit more negative, but at least recently. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we equal. Well, but that's their fault. If they would step up their games, we would be hyped. <laughs> um, in some not negative news, so the HBO is producing a Last of Us television series. 
Um, and Neil Druckmann, the director of the games, is actually involved with it. Originally, it didn't sound like he was going to be, but I think he's either in some co-directing or production, like producing capacity uh, involved with it as well. But casting-wise, Nick Offerman, a.k.a. Ron Swanson, uh, was just cast as Bill in, in The Last of Us series. Bill! Bill! So if you don't remember Bill from the original <laughs> game, uh, Ellie and Joel ran into him along the way um he helped them get some supplies and stuff i guess you could say i think he was with them at the school when you fight your first bloater um but yeah that's bill nick offerman i was kind of excited about that casting um forts horizon 5 coming back to there again uh they're also banning people very frequently um and for eight thousand years <laughs> Uh, so that's exciting. It's they're basically banning Actually, them until the year nine 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 nine. Yeah, so that's why it's like eight thousand years. It's a permanent ban, effectively. But the the headlines are always like, "Oh, banned for eight thousand years," because that sounds way cooler. Um, but the the problem is, is the game is so big right now, like over ten million people playing it, that it's very likely that some people are complaining about getting banned when they're getting banned for legitimate reasons. So it's something that's getting echoed very loudly right now, and people are upset about it. And it does seem to be like they're banning a lot of people, and they've gotten a lot stricter about really weird reasons for banning. Um, but I'm not sure how big of an actual issue it, it is. So stay it's, tuned it's to find out. Yeah, stay tuned to find out. I, I made a note about it. It was kind of pointless to talk about it. So there you go. You know that now. Um, <laughs> it did at the Game Awards win Best Audio Design, Best Racing Ooh. Game. And oh. best innovation in accessibility. Oh, so why is that, Maxwell? Hats off there? to you. Well, the accessibility we talked about, they are adding. They, they've done a lot of things with like being able to change the size of the text and the trans, the opacity of like what's behind it, so it's easier to read the text for people that have trouble seeing the different contrast. Um, lots of different. Obviously, Microsoft has been on the forefront of accessibility with their controller um, that allows you to do different things, but that's not specifically what's related to it. But the cool thing we talked about was the picture in picture of someone performing sign language. And so you may be thinking, well, subtitles exist. Why do you need sign language? But for people, it's it can be difficult for people to read sign language very quickly, especially if you don't have great eyesight um, as well. But you can see like someone picture in picture doing sign language and, you know, sign language pretty well. So that was that was a cool thing that I remember. I'm sure there were some other innovations they did as well. But that's cool. They're doing that. Yeah, makes me happy. And the audio design absolutely well deserved. It is uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed was also nominated for best racing game. Um, I understand why Forza Horizon Five won, uh, but Hot Wheels Unleashed, I do want to shout it out again. Fantastic arcade racer. Um, I got nothing to say to that. Uh, yeah, I got nothing more to, to add to that. So, <laughs> Playground Games doing good things. I mean, the game, like I said, outside of the online issues, which are atrocious and like 50% of what they advertise the game on, um, audio design, fantastic. Accessibility is good. The environments are incredible. Like, they're doing good stuff. I do want to end on that positive note. Good game. Good game. Except kind when of. it's not. Except, yeah, except the, the bad parts. Um, Returnal. Um, for those of you who are playing along, that's one of the games behind me. Um, <laughs> it won. Oh <laughs> <laughs> it won best action game. Um, 
Are we just going full into the game words? Oh, these, are, these are in my notes, so I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let, let me okay. let me skip. I'll pull up game words. Yeah. Okay, you, 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 you pull it up while I continue to go through the the rest of these. Right. Um, Democrats, those snowflakes. <laughs> I'm like, where the fuck are you going? They they introduced a bill outlawing bots uh, for purchasing items online. Um, fucking Democrats, dude. It's fucking Democrats, bro. I don't know where the bill is at currently, um, but that is very promising. My God, I would hope that we get to the point where we don't have bots who are purchasing up all the stock of everything and making it difficult. Like, what? It's, uh, what? Okay. This doesn't make sense to me. How are they? Did they detail how they're going to enforce it? I just the, don't. I feel like. Well, you go. You go. Answer that. How are they enforcing? <laughs> well, they do it right now for ticket purchases to events like concerts and sporting events you it is illegal to scalp um those tickets and use bots to purchase online so it's already in effect in an industry it's just is it is it working well i believe so yeah hmm. like i you, don't know how they're checking that you, you can't resell for like a higher values or something it would be my guess um or or it would be something that would be researched and clamp down on with fines or something i haven't done research into exactly how they do it but i don't remember ever like needing to pay over like what i would expect to pay for a ticket on when i'm going to any concert or a sporting event that's just anecdotal evidence but yeah i'm those I'm, are things that would I mean, be very easy to scalp. yeah i believe you it just seems it seems unbelievable to me some may say incredible yeah i just so, don't see how they're locking it down with the uh, there's just so many vectors to go around. Well, they, they, this. the easiest way to do it would be to make it illegal to sell, to resell for over MSRP. Um, so that would disincentivize the scalping in the first place. So then, boom, but, done. But they like get your IP address and then knock on your door and be like, take that post down. <laughs> well, yeah, so e eBay would just be able to take down all posts for anyone trying to resell and all, all the different environments and stuff like that. It's like the, the the simplest way I can think of that they would do it. Is that what they're going to do? I have no idea. What does the enforcement look like? Is there penalties or are they just like going to try and get eBay and other resale sites to take it down? That I do not know, but a step in the right direction. It is a conversation that definitely I agree needs some like deeper conversations but i think truly the easiest way is what is the msrp of this item if listing is above that take down like it's also crude, just seems but i just always get sus when it's a bunch of uh old white dudes who don't know what they're talking about <laughs> trying to make legislation on shit but who knows maybe they have a bunch of a a aoc subject matter is not experts. an old white dude so that is true and she is a God gamer bless hardcore gamer yeah. she's at least silver in league of legends we, we respect that exactly might and even I, be gold now i wouldn't be surprised if she was involved in that effort as well um i don't know yeah, who it, was involved in the it's effort. i'm happy it's getting attention don't get me wrong i'm just yeah i'm just I, a debbie downer that's my job that's my job yeah well i'm with you on the skepticism it's definitely it, it's not an easy problem to solve as we have learned um from all the retailers and uh and microsoft and sony not being able to successfully and NVIDIA and AMD not doing a good job of stopping it from occurring. But I think largely that's because there isn't some legislation maybe they can fall back on to use. Again, I don't have the full backstory, but if you disincentivize or, or prohibit resaling, resaling? Yeah, reselling, reselling. There we go. For 
more than MSRP, that then the scalping industry plummets, it dies. There's no point to it anymore. So I just think of the politician who described the internet as a series of tubes that can get clogged. And that's why I do not <laughs> that's I do true. Not, I do not trust. <laughs> That fiber optic cable is stuffed up right now. No data is going through. <laughs> hey, to be fair, if it was dirty and light couldn't pass. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Therefore. Um, stuffed tube. Yeah. That, that's only, an interesting one that, that, that will continue to follow, just like the right to repair. Um, it's just exciting to see it getting any kind of attention. Um, I agree with that for it sure. It's fucking frustrating, let me tell you. Because the fact that me securing a PS5 for someone is like, oh my God, that's amazing, is sad. <laughs> like, that's so sad. I'm happy to do it. It was it was fun. It was fun to, to beat those scalpers. Fucking scalpers, dude. Um, but uh, yeah. Oh, and I also wanted a PSA out there. So the. I, I, you guys may have remembered me talking about this a long time ago when I upgraded my PC, I was having issues getting into the BIOS. So when you start up the PC, normally there's a splash screen and it says to hit delete or like F2, 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 F10, F12. It, it depends on the manufacturer. Yeah. You, you hit it, F or you hit delete and it goes into the UEFI, UEFI bios um so it's basically a user interface where you can adjust settings for motherboard like the speed of your ram all that kind of stuff um turn off fast boot so you can actually get in the fucking bios <laughs> yeah. so there's if you if you build your own pc and you pretty much any ram you're buying today you're going to want to go into the bios and make sure that it's running at the rated speed um, so typically it will run some motherboards that like are higher end will by default run an XMP profile or the DOHC, whatever it is that basically gets the full speed. But a lot of motherboards, you actually have to go in and change. It. Otherwise, I'll run at the default clock speed of like 2133 megahertz when you bought like 3200 or 3600 megahertz RAM. Um, so that's one of the reasons you might want to get into the BIOS. But I was unable to get the BIOS screen to pop up on one of my monitors. And I eventually figured out if I just unplugged that monitor temporarily and used my other monitor, I could do it. Didn't know why that was a thing. Just assumed like my monitor, because it was like higher refresh rate and stuff like that. Maybe there was some incompatibility like when it was booting up. I don't know. I figured out the issue. I I figured out the issue. So my nicer display uses DisplayPort and my secondary display uses HDMI. And it was a mm. display port firmware issue on my graphics card. And this affects all NVIDIA graphics cards that are 1000 series, so Pascal graphics cards and earlier. It is for display port 1.3 and 1.4. It needed a firmware update um, for that. It still worked, like I still got an image but I needed the the firmware update so it would actually recognize and go into the... I, I don't know why. I don't know why it could display an image but couldn't allow me to go into the BIOS. Fucking weird. Whatever. But there's... You, you can look it up online. I won't post a link to it because I if it was like some third-party software site. I don't want people going there if it's kind of weird. Worked for me. You download. You get the NVIDIA firmware upgrade for it. Got it. It works now. So it's one of PSA. If you have an NVIDIA... 1000 series or earlier graphics card and you're using DisplayPort 1.3, 1.4 monitor or newer, you're going to need a firmware upgrade potentially. That might be why you're having an issue. Of the people that listen to this, I think that affects approximately zero people. But 
in the future when we're getting millions of views, you know, it's, it, someone's going to hear this and we're going to save their lives. So I kind of hope that doesn't happen, but no, it was we'll mostly see. just kind of an interesting thing. Like just how for sure like, you're building a PC, you're building tech, you think it's pretty straightforward and it is for the most part, but there's some weird shit like that that happens. And like, I, I got lucky that I found a forum post that had basically the same symptom I was having and someone actually figured out the issue and it happened to be the issue that I was experiencing. So you can dive into some deep rabbit holes. It's all, it's a learning experience for us all though. Every time I got to get into my, my Ufi when I'm installing a new OS, which I've sadly been doing a lot lately, uh, <laughs> man, it takes me like five boots. I never remember what fucking key to press. And at least on my, like the Lenovo splash screen I have, it does not say. So it's like, all right, well, try F12, time to try F10. Time to try function key F10. Time to try function key F12. <laughs> Yoga. It's really annoying. Um, and that, and before the game awards, which we are still under an hour until right Quick. now, <laughs> um, oh. Spotify does wrapped so a lot of you listening to this podcast might be listening on spotify and so you'd be aware of spotify wrapped which basically looks at your past year of listening history and kind of comes up with a summary of like your top artists top podcasts, top songs genres all that kind of stuff it's really cool it's a fun way if you like listening to music podcasts and stuff in a surprise to hopefully no one um essentially the only podcast i listen to is our podcast maybe that is a surprise that i listen to ourselves um but it's kind of fun sometimes to go back and listen to what we've talked about before and also hear what, what we've discussed and, and where we're going and how themes have kind of been. I don't know. It's it's interesting to me to listen to our, our podcast again and see if my views have changed on what we've talked about, how wrong both they of us are. They never change, Maxwell. You're always right. Don't worry. Exactly. I'll take um, the fall damage here. <laughs> but fun fact, my so Mo Video Games was my top podcast. So over the past year... I listened to approximately 42 episodes, about 1,900 minutes worth of the Mo Video Games podcast. I was traveling for work for a while there, and it was basically what I listened to while I was traveling. It also, it makes the, the this is probably going to sound really sad, but it makes the drive less lonely, you know? Sounds like I'm, I'm just chatting just with Oliver. Just hanging out with me. It's just, just hanging out with Oliver, so it's kind of nice. Um, I need to start doing that. I did hear a rumor that one of our listeners beat the 1,900 minute uh, count so if that's you shout out thank you thanks to both people that we know that we were their most listened to yeah podcast yeah you know who you are i don't need to say names <laughs> yep but thank you and we thank it you. does mean a lot um purple misfit is one of them i will shout that out go check out purple misfit on twitch and probably youtube gaming all that kind of stuff she also chad streamer yeah she's got some cool content playing pokemon all that kind of stuff shout out she's also my sister-in-law she's dope but got him got him hey hey, just going back to the wedding real quick uh (laughs) i cried like a fucking baby i did during both of them but uh both i thought you held yourself better this time that i I know you might disagree but i thought you did (laughs) um (laughs) But both Oliver, who is my best man, and uh, Michaela, my sister-in-law, Purple Misfit, the my wife's maid of honor, made me sob like a little baby. So, crying. But she's great. Purple Misfit, go check her out. And I believe the other one, you know the username? 
I don't know. MH Book Lover. MH Book Lover. There you go. So, thank you, y'all. Well, we're and, keeping it. We're keeping it fully incognito mode by using the usernames. Yeah. I, well, Even I already, said, said, I already said. Name like fifty <laughs> yeah, times. I did. Um, but. <laughs> But thank you to, uh, I mean, as the year's kind of coming to a close here, thank you to everyone who's listened to us, whether it's one episode, five minutes, 10 minutes, 1900 minutes, if you're a top listener, everyone, it's fun to talk about it. It's fun to, that people get to hear, leave comments and stuff like that. So we appreciate it. You're making me feel like it's the end of the year. I know. It's not quite. When when you see Dab and Santa next week, that's when you know the end of the year's coming. Um, I did see this uh, this meme about the Spotify raft and they were like Spotify is the smartest company possible to be like hey we mine your data but we make it fun for you so you're not mad <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I mean it's true I yeah. also normally I, I don't really care about data mining I know some people are really about heard about it but it's like as long as it's uh, what do you call it when you deassociate the data there's a name that I really should know with the fact that <laughs> security plus so, so close to so many science human related experiments that have forgot the whole process um yeah uh, de-identified uh, there we go that sounds good enough <laughs> but yeah. yeah it's i don't think it's a big deal but that's a total tangent and for the most Unlike part the it, it generally makes your your experience better because it'll it'll learn what you like and try and you that but then it can be a feedback loop and cycle and you, you don't get new ideas and we've seen that issue with facebook not great or sorry meta the metaverse uh, whatever mark zuckerberg <laughs> this podcast there, is derailing quick and we haven't even gotten to the game awards yet but there is some shit that pisses me off and i just want to say it real quick youtube if you if i click a like if i'm on a browser that i'm not signed in on and then i accidentally click one fucking video that like oh it might be interesting pull it up and then it's totally not what i want get in railed with recommendations with it now and it's like i only use recommendations on youtube i'm like very rarely searching up specific videos um and so it's it's so annoying when i accidentally click some like uh mr beast type shit and then that's all i get because i didn't realize it's a mr beast type stuff and i'm like okay i get it i get it let me just search million speed runs to undo this it's like you watch one view once and they're like we know your whole profile now (laughs) yep but yeah, so game of the year. Game of the year, It yeah. takes two. It takes two. Which, those of you who don't know, same studio that developed A Way Out. That which Maxwell and I played together. Exactly. Oliver won. But, Spoiler alert. What do you mean? I'm so confused. I, I won't say what that means, because it is a huge spoiler. But Oliver won. When we played A Way Out. Um... But the, so a way out and How it takes two <laughs> are both fully co-op. You can only play them with someone else, unlike Halo Infinite. And <laughs> you can't play with anyone. Um, but it so a way out was about two buddies escaping from jail together. It takes two is more about uh, a romantic relationship between a husband and wife that are going through a divorce, um, and it's really heartfelt it's funny and it's a lot of fun my wife and i started playing it um and it's a lot of fun to to play together um it's really easy the the controls and everything are accessible to pick up the art style is really fun there's a lot of variety and what a way out did a lot is there's lots of like mini games you can play along the way like you can play darts and you can try and do arm wrestling which oliver and i 
arm wrestled oh, yeah. for it was like five minutes you have to like rapidly tap a button and we were so evenly matched and neither of us were giving up um that hurt that was hurt a so battle of endurance it was and oliver won that as well that's not what i meant when i originally said he won but he won that as well um but yeah it takes two that was a surprise game of the year winner for me uh the nominees were death loop it takes two metroid dread psychonauts two ratchet and clank rift apart and resident evil village so a pretty solid lineup of game of the years and typically you would think something along the lines of a death loop ratchet and clank or maybe resident evil village would win based on previous winners um so it takes two winning i think is exciting it's a co-op game so like getting back to the whole like you can play it both couch co-op and online co-op it's exciting. We've we talk about this all the time with when we talk about stickbold, when we talked about a way out and all these things like playing games with other people. Always fun. So community. Community. I'm I'm happy with the win. I have played some of Deathloop. I have watched a lot of Resident Evil Village, but I have not played Metroid Dread Ratchet and Clank or Psychonauts. So I can't really say much about what I think about it winning. But it feels deserved to me based on my experience with it takes two. I'm not upset by it, I guess. I'm not going to have a lot of opinions because I'm scrolling through. I've not played a majority of these games. Yeah, that's going to be <laughs> as we go through the game awards, this this series we're supposedly doing. Um, that's going to be most of the case is us being like, oh, yeah, we've played some of these games, I guess. Like, To be fair, I like a lot of the games I'm seeing, though, I was not that excited for. I mean, I would definitely play Deathloop. Um, you know, I'm like interested enough to play it, but the only game I was probably excited to actually play was the Ratchet and Clank. But I just wanted that yeah. the audio shit. I just wanted to experience. That's all I wanted. <laughs> <from it. laughs> That's all I was excited for. I was like, eh, it's probably a fun game, but I just want new gen technology in my ears. Yeah, it, I, yeah. It looks, I guess I'll probably play Metro amazing. Dread. Copying Hollow Knight. Honestly, direct copy report. Um, so that's game of the year. Best uh best game direction yeah who won oliver it takes two no <laughs> death loop <laughs> death loop won but it takes two was nominated as was returnal psychonauts 2 and ratchet and clank rift apart um, how do you feel about it so far you're the closest to all these games <laughs> i i am it death loop is definitely i i think it's worthy especially with what they're doing with the the different areas and the different times of day and how it loops through and the the style of the game and how it's presented to you um as you are learning more things through the game the the commentary the style um yeah game direction encompasses a lot but i i think it's deserved from my experience it's it's interesting that a big title is incorporating like roguelike elements and their game so i mean it is uh, hearing you talk about it definitely has me more interested now just because it actually sounds pretty unique when i saw the initial trailer i was just like it just seems like another like we're a futuristic shooter just like every other futuristic shooter that has guns and is in the future play our game (laughs) (laughs) no it is it is pretty interesting and every i've gone through a couple loops now and everyone has been different. It, they they kind of guide you. They they force you to take a certain path the first time through as they're kind of introducing the game to you. But they don't force it through you like this is a tutorial. It makes sense in the story and it's really interesting. Um, but I've made it through 
at least a couple of my own since then. And I'm like, there are places that I like couldn't access or like was way underpowered to access. I'm like really excited to go back and check out. And it's, it's keeping me intrigued to say the Sounds least. Sounds hype. It is pretty hype. It's a great game. Uh, next category. This Best one. narrative. Yeah, this one was a surprise to me. And probably to a lot of people. So the winner, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. And based on how Marvel's Avengers was received, which was horribly, um, the fact that I I said this when I, 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 it was one of the PlayStation showcases (laughs) and Oliver got really blurry. Um, They they did some trailer, a, a second trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy. And I was like, wow, this game actually looks like it might be good. And I wasn't just sure if that was my hype train alarm going off or choo choo or but it, it turns out it looks like it, it's actually been getting really well received for both visually and the story and the characters. And it just won best narrative beating Deathloop. It takes two. Life is Strange, True Colors, and Psychonauts 2, which is a pretty solid lineup of narratives to beat um, for a like not new IP um, developed by Eidos Montreal and published by Square Enix, which doesn't have a strong track record of like very top-tier games that are winning a lot of awards. So, I'm hyped with that. There's been a couple surprises, both with It Takes Two and Guardians of the Galaxy. I got nothing. I threw my thought in the trash can. <laughs> Could be the recycle bin. We might pull it out later. Might restore the file. Best art direction. Who won, Maxwell? Death Loop. I got nothing. Yeah, it beat The Artful Escape. Kena or Kenna? Kena? Bridge of Spirits. Uh, Ember Lab is, just real quick going into that developer, so they basically did, they were like an animation studio, kind of like Pixar. Um, and so this is their first game that they developed. And you can tell that they're an animation studio because the level of quality of the animations and how the game looks is just impeccable. It's really cool for them to to dive into games like this, and it's and it's been received pretty well, and that's why it was nominated for best art direction because it was really cool, really well done with the animations and everything. Um, but yeah, that Psychonauts two and also Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, but Deathloop one, again, I think Deathloop pretty deserving on that front as well. But best score in music. Well, we haven't finished our. Uh, top 16 soundtracks yet, so we can't yet comment. No one on knows, no one knows the answer. Nobody knows, but they think they know the answer, and they think that it's near replicant. Uh, version, version 1.22474487139. 1. Um, yeah, I got nothing to say about any of these. The Deathloop soundtrack is fantastic, it was nominated. Um, I got nothing to say for the rest of them, so <laughs> moving on. I'll let you take this one. Best audio design, Forza Horizon 5. We already talked you. about it. You know it. We've talked about it previously leading up to the release where I talked about how they did um, capture the different sounds of the cars and they did it differently. They did it much more in depth and they improved it so much. 100% agree based on playing it. 
I think it's well-deserving of the audio design. It beat Deathloop, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, and Returnal, all of which I think had some really solid audio design. So that's a solid win for Forza right there. I mean, Oliver wants to play Ratchet and Clank just for the sound design itself. So That's true. And then I'm going to be really disappointed when I play it. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, oh, okay, it sounds like a game. (laughs) Best performance. Winner, Maggie Robertson as Lady Dimitrescu from Resident Evil Village. Beating out Erica Mori as Alex Chen from Life is Strange True Colors, Giancarlo Esposito as Anton Castillo in Far Cry 6, one of the most infamous, uh, or famous, but also infamous uh, bad character actors out there. Everyone loves him. You'll have to see him. Uh, Jason Kelly as Colt Vaughn in Deathloop. That's the main character you play as. So far, Jason Kelly has been doing a phenomenal job. He has got this buttery baritone voice that I just, I love hearing him talk. So Jason (laughs) Kelly did a great job. And then also, cannot pronounce this well, Ozioma, Oziyama, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, wow, horribly butchering that. I don't even know why I can't even attempt that, but who plays Juliana, the, the main antagonist in Deathloop, and she also did a phenomenal job in there. The, the, the voice acting in Deathloop is just pretty solid, but not as good as Resident Evil Village, apparently. But performance... Now with mocap and everything, it encompasses a lot more than just the voice. And that's an exciting thing that that video games and movies and acting are kind of blending together. It's an exciting time for gaming as a medium. Games for impact. So this category is for a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message. And Life is Strange, True Colors won this. That's not a surprise to me. I don't think that's a surprise to everyone or anyone it's a big triple a title um that's all about the pro-social meaning and messages beat out before your eyes boyfriend dungeon chicory a colorful tale and no longer home all four of those games i had not heard of which is why i'm not surprised that life is colors one not that that inherently means that just because i don't know it it's not a good game but no that's what it means that's exactly what it means but i think in some ways the more people you can get your message in front of, the more impactful it can be. So in some ways, th- that actually might affect the validity of the award. So, I'd purchase. I don't know. You let, let us know in the comments. What do you think? For all of these, every single one. We want to hear your opinions. We actually do, though. Unlike ours. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we don't really have opinions. Well, we do. But we don't understand them uh best ongoing we'll do rapid fire here you don't need to know the nominees some of these don't really matter but final fantasy 14 online won the best ongoing game uh best indie really game care. uh the kena 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 bridge of spirits the ember lab uh animation studio game won best indie so that's pretty hype right Same, there seems appropriate uh best mobile game genshin impact never played also seems appropriate i've heard a lot of people playing it and really like it so yeah same um i don't like mobile games but if i did maybe i know but mobile game mo- mobile gamers outnumber like all other gamers by like several factors it is ridiculous which is ridiculous yeah jinx got ah, him. got him 
Ah, <laughs> stop it! Best community support. Also, Final Fantasy fourteen online. So ongoing and community support. It makes sense that if you have good community support, you probably can have a good ongoing game. So already talked about innovation and accessibility. Presented with- by Chevrolet. For some fucking Classic. reason. <laughs> and Classic Chevy. Forza Horizon 5 wins. So maybe it's just because it's a racing game and they got a bunch of Chevys in it. They're like, all right, we're winning this one. Um, but it beat out Far Cry 6, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Ration and Clay, Grift Apart, and The Veil, Shadow of the Crown. Don't know what any of those other games did for accessibility. Um, but I do know Forza Horizon 5 did some cool stuff. Uh, best VR or AR, Resident Evil 4. Good for you. Best action game. Already talked about Returnal winning, and my cat is putting action on the door. Uh, beating out Back for Blood, Chivalry 2, Deathloop, Far Cry 6. Returnal is a kind of roguelike bullet hell uh, storm, whatever you call it, game. I'm excited to play it. Bullet hell. Bullet hell. There we go. Oh, sure a storm right. of bullets would also be bullet hell. I'm just saying but looks pretty cool from an action perspective. I'm hoping I'll, I'll have a little bit of time off work uh, around the winter break time, sometime between Christmas and New Year's. So I'm hoping to kind of plow through Deathloop and Returnal um, in that time. So stay tuned for our after New Year's podcast when I might have a lot of games to discuss. Best action slash adventure. Totally different than action game. Uh, Metroid Dread. Beating out Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village. Got no opinions on that. Best role-playing, Tales of Arise, never heard of it. No opinions. Best Don't fighting, care. Guilty Gear, Strive, never played it. Haven't played any or heard of any of these games. Good for them. Best family game, It Takes Two. Which one game of the year? Fantastic. Beating out Mario Party Superstars. Beating out Nintendo, Mr. Nintendo himself. New Pokemon Snap, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury and WarioWare get it together. So apparently Nintendo is the only company capable of uh, indie titles or family titles with the exception of Hazelite Studios who put out It Takes Two. Um, So again, huge upset win for It Takes Two to beat out Nintendo, the king of family games. Best Sim Strategy, Age of Empires 4. Everyone loves a good Age of Empires game. Hard to argue with that. Uh, Mocha, watch where you're stepping there. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Best sports sports racing. racing. Forza Horizon 5. Forza Horizon 4. Uh, Honestly. uh, Beat out Hot Wheels Unleashed. Shameful. Uh, (laughs) That's all I really care about. Best multiplayer. It takes two. Multiplayer only. Uh, Beating out Back for Blood, Knockout City, Monster Hunter Rise, New World, Valheim. Those were all separate games. Sounded like there were a couple there. Content creator of the year. Not even going to mention it. You can look it up if you care. Um, us. Us. <laughs> yeah, because it's not us. That's why I'm not mentioning it. Uh, best debut indie. Uh, the Kena Bridge of Spirits. The animation studio one. Cool. Good for them. But some other debut indies. The Artful Escape. The Forgotten City. Sable and Valheim. So go check out some other indie titles. If you feel like it. Man, Most anticipated course. game. Oh, God. You, you take this one. It's Elden Ring. Oh, yeah. Soulborn, uh, baby. Yeah, I am actually incredibly hype. I yeah. think 
a lot of people are incredible. I have not watched a single Dark Souls streamer that is not like, when that game comes out, I am not speedrunning, and I am only going to sp- stream Elden Ring for a while. So I think the community is very happy. And it actually, it looks pretty crazy, so I'm excited. It seems like they've changed a lot. Yeah, from, from a non-Souls-born person, it looks like a game I think I would enjoy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it beat Best out... Esports. Well, it, it beat out oh, God yeah. of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, the sequel to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and Starfield. Those are all incredibly hype and Despay games. Elden Ring. Nah. Oof. The only one I'm hyped for is Elden Ring, so... Exactly. Uh, but yeah, best esports game. You take this one too, bro. League of Legends, fuck the rest. Woo! Doesn't matter. Got him. We moving. Uh, best esports athlete? Simple. Cool. If Showmaker didn't choke in the finals, he probably would have gotten again, but... Got him. Rip in peace. <laughs> uh, best esports team? Don't watch CSGO, so... Alright, so we don't care. <laughs> I also like that... Wait, best esports team got... Da- Daywon Gaming got it, and they didn't even win. Edward Gaming's literally a better team than them. They won the finals. <laughs> yeah, well, does Dan Wom Gaming I mean, I know what do I know other what games, yeah. too? Or is it just... Well, they're saying for LOL, specifically. Oh, Dan yeah, Wom Gaming, Kia, LOL. But, I mean, they, they had an absolutely crazy world, so I don't think it's too ridiculous, but it's a little ridiculous. It's a little bit. But not too, but a little bit. <laughs> but not too. Uh, best Esports coach. I don't even know who Coma's... Oh, yeah, it's Kia's coach. Damn on. Okay, fair enough. Esports he is event. a legend, for sure. League. Yep, Classic. League of Legends World Championship. And that's it's just it. too hype. That rounds it out. We have titled this video and podcast 2021 Game Awards. We barely touched it. We have very little opinions. So it's up to you, our avid viewers and listeners to please let us know what you think of the game awards what games you think should have won what games weren't listed that you think deserved a nomination or the win we know some of you out there especially have got some opinions so we do want to hear them let us know on instagram let us know in the youtube comments as many places as you can we want to hear them Uh, but i think that's all we got for today folks 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 you, you got anything else, Oliver? Uh, socials. Juicy. Yeah, hit us up. Mobile <laughs> Video Games, Instagram, podcast services, YouTube. You know the drill. You know the business. You know the business. But we hope you all are doing well. Catch you all in the next one. Juicy. Juicy.